This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Tuesday, October 6th, wherever. However, you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Cosmo's risk management lawyer, Jerem Jordan. Now, Cosmo does some awesome but crazy things. He's flying through the air. He's dunking. He's twirling. He's dancing. He's viral. The latest thing from Cosmo was this. Friday, during the game, this is the end of halftime, Cosmo's in one of those big bubbles. No, not the NBA bubble, an actual bubble. He has a mask on, by the way. He's spinning. He's walking down the empty stands. He's getting to the edge. He tumbles. He flips. And boom! Oh, boy. Through the bowling pins. Knocks him over. Cosmo was okay. But what you, what you see here is a situation where Cosmo can take a hit. Because his knees go into his chest once he flips fully onto the field. This was a crazy stunt. Everyone that was around, there weren't very many. We're watching this. Okay, he, he runs for a while, and then he, he does a full flip and hits the ground. This is in slow-mo on TV. Ugh. Knees into the chest. Cosmo is a tough cookie, man. Cosmo continued to play, if you will, in the second half. For the record, all of the bowling pins on the field eventually fell down. Okay. So he still picked up the strike. <laughs> The strike is against Provo and Orm for not having any fans. Mission yeah. accomplished, Cosmo. And while I'm watching that bubble roll down the stands, all I can think of is a revised version of Thundercats. Bubble Cat is on the move. <laughs> bubble, bubble cat. Hopefully we'll find out today whether there are fans in the stands on Saturday. I, I'm guessing it's going to be no. The two-week period expires today. today. Nothing changed from... Orem and Provo, really, right? So I don't see I – don't, I don't think there's going to be fans in the San Santa. Okay. So Sorry to now, open up the, uh, the show with the bad news. Now it's fingers Seems crossed like. potentially for Texas State on October 24th. We'll see. Yeah. We await the that, final word. That'd be nice. Just the numbers haven't really changed, so I don't see why that would change too. Okay. Well, it's a bummer that no fans have been in the stands to watch Zach Wilson in person, but I know you're enjoying what he's doing on television, and he leads off today's show lineup. His NFL draft stock just went next level. Why? It's getting a little crazy for me, all this stuff. Which dream is more likely to become a reality? Wilson as a legit Heisman finalist or BYU playing in a New Year's Six Bowl game? The junior quarterback joins us to explain how he is currently handling the attention and hype, plus the long-awaited return of the top five non-P5 Power Rankings, an exclusive in Studio B. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Number 15, BYU continues preparation for the first-ever meeting with UTSA and second straight week against a Conference USA opponent. Cougars are number one nationally in yards and yards allowed, among many other things. Head coach Kalani Stake says Zach Wilson doesn't need more compliments. All I care about is, you know, when you talk to Zach, I just talked to him walking through the hallways. He's He's already moved on to the next game. Stop patting him on the back. We, we get enough, enough of that already. We we celebrate and dance in the locker room after we win. After we leave, it's, it's back to business. Grade the film and get better. is being cursed with riches right now. Kalani Satake wants to move on and, and keep it going. Uh, I look forward to the recap part of the Satake show tonight. <laughs> Kalani, we got to celebrate, baby! But he is... 
He is in coach mode, baby, which is what you want. You want the guys focused on the next thing. Some high-level NFL analysts are offering compliments to Zach Wilson. Don't, don't tell Kalani. This is one of the more validating compliments any college quarterback could ever hope for, specifically a coveted spot in Mel Kuyper's top five quarterbacks in the 2021 NFL draft. And I quote, it's early, and he's only a true junior, but Wilson has really impressed me so far. He looks completely healthy following the shoulder surgery he had in early 2019. That setback led to a bumpy season a year ago as he was reckless at times and held the ball too long resulting in mistakes. Through three BYU wins this season, Wilson has completed an astounding 85% of his passes while throwing for 949 yards, six touchdowns, and a pick. He's on fire. Wilson has added weight, strength to his 6'3 frame, and he is sensing pressure well, manipulating the pocket, showing off his arm. He throws a great ball. Again, Wilson could stay in school and enter the 2022 draft, but listen, he is a legit Prospect. End that? quote. How about that? It's one thing to get it from Pro Football Focus. It's another when you hit the radar of Mel Kuyper Jr., the highly respected NFL draft expert. Again, fifth best quarterback for the 2021 draft. Oh, by the way, Zach Wilson is one of the Manning Award stars of the week for a third consecutive week. He's also on the Davey O'Brien Award grade eight list for a second week in a row. He leads the nation in completion percentage. 85%. Number two in yards per attempt, just over 13. And pass efficiency, 221.85. Jerem, is there anything he's not doing right now? No. <laughs> UTSA head coach Jeff Trailer had a media roundtable yesterday, and let's just say he's impressed with Brigham Young. Start with that quarterback. I mean, he's a, he's a dude now. He can really spin it. He's the best quarterback we've played. He's an NFL quarterback. He'll get drafted. I, I would say he's a third-round guy or less. Uh, they've got two NFL linemen, the center and the right guard. They're, and you look at all of them, they're all red-shirt seniors. They're grown men. Like They're mature and strong and just uh, physically imposing. Two very good receivers and five, and uh, I think 18 is the other one. Defensively, their D-line, yeah, you know, all redshirt seniors, all over 300 pounds, 6'4", 6'5". They play a lot of coverage and uh, only rush three and just wreak havoc with three guys in the run game and sacking the quarterback. Whenever you can rush three and stop the run and stop the pass, it could be a long day for offenses. So we've got our work cut out for us. Uh, I believe they're the 15th ranked team in the country. Uh, we're a 34-point dog. It's uh, opportunity or adversity. It's kind of like the entire season. And we're going to look at this as an opportunity and go up there and just figure out a way to scrap, see if we can hang in there with them, pull off the shocker. That's one of the great, greatest sound bites we've ever played on. <laughs> I'm a fan of Jeff Trailer. <laughs> that was so good. He broke down BYU very, very well. Sobering when you can rush three and stop the run <laughs> and stop yes. the pass. Roadrunners are 3-1, and one, by the way. I haven't played it. A- tough schedule but for them that is a really really strong start and they played a tough game with UAB <laughs> that needs to become an immediate drop on our show how do you feel about Zach Wilson George <laughs> <laughs> Jar Binks over here <laughs> Monday night football double header last night featuring multiple Cougars in the National Football League Jamal Williams had a career night in receiving with the Green Bay Packers in a win over the Atlanta Falcons eight catches 
95 yards. Okay. Daniel Sorensen, six tackles, five of those solo, two tackles for loss in a Kansas City Chiefs win against the Patriots. Both the Chiefs and Packers still undefeated. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. At what point do we say the hype is now becoming more of a reality? Because Zach Wilson is showing up on Mel Kuyper's draft board, and he's all over Heisman lists, and he continues to win these weekly awards. It's early, yes, but at what point do we give this more validation? And you want Jared, the answer? No, I don't. Well, yeah, yeah. November. Okay, November. Yeah. If BYU gets into November and it's, there's still this rhetoric, it's on, baby. Because right, right now is awesome. This, this is great. BYU has not had any resistance quite yet. We think they'll have resistance against Houston. We think that once you play Boise State, that's the ultimate resistance BYU could have in the regular season. I think if BYU gets to November and we're still it, it, the outside conversation and rhetoric is still the same, then it is on. It's still early, right? Uh, BYU's played three teams they should have beat. They played excellent. Um, but look at Kalani Satake's soundbite that we just played. He is annoyed by BYU being cursed with riches. He is bugged, man. He doesn't want BYU to swim in the success of what's going on right now. And I understand it. Um, he, he wants to move on. But to me, if BYU gets to November to answer your question, now it's on, baby. Okay. Well, he's going to be super annoyed with this next question then, <laughs> which is the question of the day. <laughs> Luckily, we're not catering to Kalani. We're catering to you, the viewer. What's more likely, Zach Wilson finishes the year top 10 in Heisman voting <laughs> or BYU makes a New Year's Six Bowl game? Okay, for, first off, this, is, this is all Blue Goggle. Blue it's goggle very alert. fun. Blue goggle We're alert. enjoying it. Blue goggle I was alert. just telling my daughter last night, hey, you got to find joy in the journey, right? It's not about getting to the top of White Mountain. It's enjoying the climb up there and down, right? Um, to me, New Year's Six is more likely. Really? I, I, I do believe New Year's Six is more likely. However, however... If BYU gets to New Year's Six, isn't Zach Wilson probably going to be a top 10 Heisman candidate? Symbiotic. I think they're symbiotic. And now, remember, to be a top 10 Heisman guy, what this means is that you received a vote for first, second, or third, and then you were in the top 10 by the points. So this means that Zach Wilson has to be one of the top three players in college football this year. I I don't personally believe that Zach Wilson is going to get a Heisman vote. I think that could be awesome. BYU hasn't had uh, someone in the top 10. In a long, long time. In fact, I think it was, what, Detmer's senior year we said the other day. But, uh, yeah, undefeated is more likely. I, BYU's schedule is such that they could go undefeated. And the way they're playing, it looks like there's a decent chance. And ESPN Football Power Index validates that idea. They say BYU has the second-best win-out percentage chance of anyone in the country. Number one, Ohio State, 38%. Number two, BYU. What he's doing is excellent. 200-plus efficiency in three straight games, 92%. Completion for 325 and five total touchdowns. That was an all-time performance against Louisiana Tech. His arm is strong. His accuracy is awesome. His decision-making is incredible. 66% career passer, by the way. That would be second in BYU history currently. Six touchdowns to one interception passing. Five rushing touchdowns, which is number one among all quarterbacks. He's doing amazing things. And right now, it's, it's uh, amazing. It's amazing. Um, I think a New Year's Six... Bowl is the, the, the answer to this. And again, this is fun. Like, we're talking about, look at what we're talking about right now. On October 6th, in Independence and in the history of the show, since 2013, we haven't had this kind of start to enjoy this late into a season. We had 4 0 2014, but 
this is awesome, man. Got through general conference weekend with the quarterback still healthy. So BYU has the that goal. going for them. Didn't have him run late and get an injury unnecessarily. Yeah, it's all good. Pick your favorite Zach Wilson stat, but uh, my current number one right now is he's responsible for 11 touchdowns through three games and has thrown 11 total incompletions through three games. That's incredible. <laughs> like, like say, yes, and I get why Kalani is annoyed, right? Because what Zach's doing is special right now. Stupid stats brought to you by BYU Sports Nation. Stupid good. I mean, it, it has been ridiculous what Zach Wilson is doing. More likely, see, for me, I think it's more likely that Zach Wilson, as an individual, has a better chance to get one, at least one third place vote from one of those Heisman voters. And out that there. doesn't put him in the top 10 per se, by the way. Right. But it helps the cause. Like, there are so many different varying opinions, and that's the human element. Zach Wilson is impressing right now. If BYU goes undefeated, though, to your point, then it's only going to help his case, and they end up at a New Year's Six bowl game. So it's, it's tough to know. It's like, well, both, like... Hopefully, in a New Year's Six. If uh, they're undefeated, then he gets in the top ten. But I still think he could be in the top ten, even if BYU loses a game, because he is an individual. Game, football's funny. Sometimes the ball bounces weird ways. More often than not, it has worked against BYU in independence. It feels that way. Well, the, the luck factor. Right. Injury factor. Ken Palmer like has that. a luck factor. Yeah, he is. <laughs> but I feel like Zach Wilson is an individual because look, I'm a car guy and, and I think about things. I drive one every day too. Okay. Based on uh, my love of cars a lot, I, I compare things to that. Zach Wilson is a high performance automobile right now. Mm-hmm. And he's playing against a Ford Focus schedule, which is fine. The high-performance automobile. With the Ford Focus was like, what? No, no, no. The Ford Focus, <laughs> serviceable car, right? Troy, Navy, Louisiana Tech, serviceable. All coming off OK seasons. Okay, But when you go up against a Porsche, you're going to get roasted off the line. Yeah. And that's what Zach Wilson is doing yeah. to the middle-class car competition that he's facing right now. Yeah. I think he will maintain that high-level play. Regardless of the opponent, it'll be harder to win the race, per se, and it'll be harder for the team to win the race. But I think he is a high-performing machine regardless of the competition that he is facing. So that's why I think even if BYU loses a game, his numbers are still going to be ridiculous. And with the human element and all of the voting, he could probably find his way onto a few ballots as a third-place guy and end up in the top ten, even if BYU loses a game. If BYU is very, very successful, Zach Wilson be, will be at the forefront of what's happening. Um, and his stats could be – they could even be, like, good to very good but not great, and he'd still get that. So if they're great, that helps even more. When you win, you get noticed more. Just look at it. You're Ask three, BYU right now. 3-0, dominating, 15th. We're going to talk later in the program about the magical four-pole period BYU has been in where they went from not just unranked, but from zero votes in the AP poll to 15th. Why that is, we'll discuss coming up. To your point, absolutely. Zach Wilson is a premium, elite quarterback, whatever adjective you want to throw in there right now. He is awesome. And so far, so good. And I look at the schedule, and I, it is hard to win out. Ask every BYU team but 84 if it's hard to win out, no matter what the schedule is. In 84, BYU had one of the top five easiest schedules they've had since 72. You could argue all the time. That's why it was easier to win out in that one. But they still had to win some tough games. So there will be, as I keep saying, there's going to be a game where you go, whoa, why was that so close? It's going to happen. I don't know. I don't think it's Saturday. Maybe it is. 
Houston could be interesting. Obviously, Boise State and San Diego State are challenges. Western Kentucky doesn't look like they're as good as they were last year in nine win. Hey, you all wanted a compelling November and early December. You got it. Yeah. Uh, Boise State. Yeah, BYU against bye in November 14th. (laughs) Watch out. Who are they? BYE versus BYU. What is that? North Alabama coming to town. this this is exciting. Keep it going. As there's some mix of what we're doing and what Kalani's saying, right? Keep it going. To be fair to the entire BYU football team, they have all of the safety features and perks of a high level performance machine around Zach Wilson. So he's the Porsche, he's the engine in the Porsche, but he's got all of the safety features around him to be successful thus far. Yeah. Ah, football, I love it. It's just it's the ultimate team sport. I love it. Our question of the day with blue goggles on. All right. Assume the position. Blue goggle alert. Blue goggle alert. What is more likely, Zach Wilson finishing in the top ten in Heisman voting or BYU makes a New Year's Six bowl game? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. Look at us. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Grizzfather on Twitter, I fully believe they go hand in hand. If BYU makes a New Year's Six game, that means Zach puts up stats good enough to be a top ten Heisman finalist. Yeah, I, I do think they go hand in hand. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Like three months ago, we're like, oh, we've been playing football. Now we're like, I spent New Year's Six. Things escalate quickly here. (laughs) Kind of like the COVID numbers. Coming up. The thirst is real, right? Who has BYU in a New Year's Six Bowl? And how does Zach Wilson handle the hype himself? Because it's flying in all over the country. We talk with the junior quarterback next. Can't miss interview next on BYU Sports Nation. It's presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. After further review, man, the first couple of shows, they've had a lot to discuss, and they do tonight as well. Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, David Nixon, 7.30 Eastern on the BYU TV app, and of course, Saturday mornings as well at 8 a.m. Eastern Time. Breaking down the 15th-ranked BYU Cougars' latest win over Louisiana Tech and previewing the showdown with UTSA. We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Man, Heisman hype, national rankings, NFL draft love. Zach Wilson is handling it all right now as the quarterback at BYU. So how does he stay grounded? We talked with the junior quarterback yesterday on Zoom via the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Zach, other than more dancing from West Wright, Jason Ayu, and Billy Nixon, what was the best thing you saw during Friday night's win against Louisiana Tech? Yeah, you know, I saw a pretty slow start from us, honestly, that, that we were able to capitalize on uh, later in a couple drives, and we were able to uh, actually come out and, and make some plays, you know, have some some short memory, not starting off pretty good, but then coming out and being able to let it go and, and, and put up some points on those guys. The defense came through and held them too. So uh, just good execution overall. What adjustments did you make after the first quarter when it was tied to put up 21 points? Yeah, you know, I wouldn't say it's anything specific. You know, I would say uh, the guys that, you know, maybe we had a couple of misassignments or, or I know we had some penalties at the beginning, whatever it was, I just think we, we tried to clean those up. Uh, we saw the same mentality and game plan. Uh, going in after that first quarter. And so I think we just got a little more uh, sparked energy going. Zach, another wildly uh, incredible performance from you. 24 of 26, 92% completion, five total touchdowns. What's made the biggest difference in your personal development and efficiency going from previous years to this year? 
Yeah. You know, being healthy is, is always important. I would say that's probably one of the uh, most confidence boosting things for myself is just feeling like, you know, I can make any throw on the field now just because of uh, what I went through last year. Um, and then the other part would just be the experience, you know, not just me, but the guys around me, the experience we've all you know, acquired over the last couple of years of, of just playing a lot of football. And, you know, the more you play, the better you're going to get. A couple of years ago when Kyle Collinsworth was having a triple-double what seemed like almost every game, we would always ask him, like, did you know you were close? Did you know how many assists you had? Da, da, da. In the middle of that game, and you've already had this with the 18 for 18, did you know that you only had two incompletions most of the time? No, I didn't, honestly. You know, it's not something I necessarily think about in the middle of the game. You know, maybe once you start getting subbed out, people will mention it to you or whatever. But uh, kind of like the bowl game, I had no idea. Um, you know, it was kind of just one of those things. I actually did know that that we probably didn't have many incomplete passes in that game. I didn't know how many, but um, I knew that we were, you know, completing majority of the, the throws we were attempting. How would you compare 18 for 18 in the 2018 uh, Idaho Potato Bowl to that performance on Saturday? <clears throat> Yeah, you know, honestly, I look back at both, and, and I would honestly probably say that that performance of, of just my decision-making, you know, the level of difficulty of throws, uh, the explosive plays was was probably a lot higher level than the, the bowl game. You know, I still had a lot of plays I feel like I, I left out there in the Idaho Potato Bowl of uh, maybe things that would have been easier or, or better plays for me in that game. And, um, you know, I feel like that experience is just uh, coming for me in, in the third year. Zach Wilson with us on BYU Sports Nation. Are you looking to run more? Because you ended up with three rushing touchdowns, and I know we talked a little bit about this uh, when I interviewed you right after the game, but as you've had the weekend to think about it, is this something that we should plan on seeing more? Or are you wanting to run the ball more? You know, honestly, if if someone told me you can run as much as you want and never get injured, then, yeah, I would I would love to run the ball. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's that's not a possibility. So, honestly, you know, probably not. You know, the coaches have the same – uh, mentality that probably probably don't run me as much as I um, you know honestly we don't need it you know we got some great backs and so I would say uh, we had a great scheme as far as running me in this game you know Q- QB draws is a very uh, I feel like a safe play for a quarterback the box is very open guys are very spread out you're able to you know make guys miss or slide before getting hit and then um, you know if you're doing read zone it's really you're only running if you're catching someone cheating so someone wants to chase the back, then, you, you know, you'll pull one, you'll slide, get a couple yards. Um, you know, so I really think that's, that's probably as far as we'll take it. How would you compare your comfort level in terms of the playbook, the offense at the line of scrimmage, now that you are in your third year as a starter here with the same offensive staff? Yeah, I would say way higher. And I, I would say that's, you know, the repetition. There's so many plays that are the exact same from 2018 of, of my freshman year. And, you know, we've, we've added so many wrinkles and and things since then, and, you know, made things a lot more detailed and better, but I would just say the base of what we're doing has been the same for about three years. And so I feel like I have a great grip on uh, just everything we're doing. And, and, you know, it's kind of just uh, it's like secondhand, like second nature, just, it just comes easy to be able to, you know, get a call from the sideline and you know exactly what's going on because you've repped it so many times. Zach Wilson with us on BYU Sports Nation. Zach, because of the way that BYU is winning in the first three games, large margins uh, in the national spotlight, the Cougars have vaulted up to number 15 in both major polls. Is that number 15 ranking more validating or more poison for you? You know, I think you could look at it from both from both ways. You know, for me, I feel like I feel like we're getting that recognition that we deserve and 
you know, at the same time, I'm not going to be sitting here saying, Oh, look at us. Look how good we are. You know, we're going to, you know, we're a good football team and we need to keep approaching it every single week. And, and we have UTSA this week and this is only our fourth game, you know, so 15th ranking doesn't mean anything. You know, if you, you lose a couple games, you're all of a sudden out of the ranking. So it really means nothing at this point. You know, it's, it's really just um, cool to see that people are realizing that we're a good football team, you know, but at the same time, we can't drink that poison and, and, and think that we've arrived. Yeah, the efficiency is the thing that sticks out, and the reason BYU is ranked 15th, right, is the way you guys are playing on both sides of the ball. Special teams has been excellent as well. Uh, punting, kicking, everything's been awesome. So what is it about the leadership of this group that is making sure that the resistance isn't necessarily the opponent, but it's like the standard you want to play to? Yeah, you know, when you have a group of guys that take it, you know, super seriously, whether it's the top 5% of that team, the guys that, you know, really will give anything for this team. Um, when they set a standard, when they're in their third, fourth year, and they set a standard of what is required of this team, you know, you start to get everyone else to follow. Everyone else behind those guys kind of starts to say, hey, unless we do this, you know, we probably shouldn't be on this team, and, and this is what they require from us. And, you know, a lot of the leaders have done a great job of, of setting that standard high of, of the expectation here at BYU and that the past was was not enough. And I think the guys have been doing a great job of, of taking it seriously and understanding that we have the potential to be very good and, and we just have to give it everything we have. Gunnar Romney and Dax Milne have been, at least numbers-wise, your two favorite targets thus far this season. Uh, are they happy or do they complain that they're not getting the ball enough? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they're pumped. I'm sure they're pumped, you know, because we haven't had a, a couple super high receiving uh, receivers in a while. So, you know, I'm sure those guys are pumped about it. <laughs> Yeah, and you talked with Spencer after the game about it, but Gunner, twice now to the one, he's almost in. He makes that incredible 22-yard catch, almost 23, right? Um, it, and Carter Wheat. And it seems like you, you put the ball in spots where only they could get it. Um, what, I guess walk me through the decisions on those plays that ended up being great plays. Yeah, you know, that's the repetition of, of working on, on throws like that. You know, as a quarterback – you know, there's, there's going to be times when guys are covered, you know, there's going to be times when guys are in tight coverage, but an accurate ball um, is something that a defense, you know, good defense can't stop, you know, good offense, uh, you know, overrules good defense any day of the week. And so um, when Gunner's got a guy on his hip and, and he breaks uh, off of his slant route to the corner of the, the front pylon and the dude's, you know, draped all over him, if I just put a ball nice and high where only Gunner can get it, you know, it's either going out of bounds or Gunner's catching it. So um, you know, those are the things that we try and work on. And uh, those are, you know, the things that will probably take us to the next level. Zach, how many more times do you expect to hear about your uh, weekend travels to California during a national broadcast this season? <laughs> I know they need to stop talking about that. Honestly, but... <laughs> yeah, they need to find a new story. <laughs> well, last week on the Satake show, you gave some great insight to uh, when Greg asked you what you learned the most. You talked about throwing off platform. How often are you using that in a game now? Yeah, it's huge. You know, in, in that situation, the game, the throw to Gunner, actually, I threw off platform not needing to. You know, it was a, a great pocket by my by uh, my O-lineman. And, um, you know, but there is times in games where you do have to throw off platform. You have to be able to, you know, make a throw in, in a tight pocket. And, um, you know, I think it's definitely something I actually look forward to. I actually kind of like when the play breaks down and you're able to to say, hey, I worked on this all off season. Like, like this is what I'm, I'm waiting for. <laughs> and when you look at uh, Isaac Rex and Carter Wheat, on a crossing route, they high-fived. I don't know if you saw this on film later. It was on the first drive of the second half. Are, do you advocate for high-fives mid-play from the receivers? 
yeah, that's what we teach. You know, it's, it's part of the scheme. It's part of the details of the play of, of how they set the depth on the, on the routes and, and how they know when they're hitting a certain mesh point and, and then also how they know when they're allowed to turn around and look at the quarterback or keep going. Hmm. So that you've, that's actually been practiced. You're saying, yeah, that's actually been practiced. Nice. All right, Zach, we'll finish with this. Uh, how are you handling emotionally the early season conversation surrounding Heisman Trophy talk? Yeah, you know, we're three games in, and, you know, I wasn't the most loved person last year. You know, I've been, I've been down that road. I've been loved. I've been hated. I've been loved. And so, you know, honestly, it's all fake for me. It's all, it's all background noise. You know, none of it, none of it means anything for me. Um, you know, the goal going into the season – the goal last year and the goal right now is still the exact same thing for me. And, um, you know, I just got to keep a level head and, you know, I'll never let those emotions uh, control me and, and what my, what I'm, uh, you know, trying to achieve here at BYU. Zach, we appreciate you hanging out with this man and uh, know that uh, a lot of people want to talk to you. So we don't take it for granted. Thanks, man. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Zach Wilson on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. I think he's very dialed in and focused, like he's been on the field, right? Uh, off the field, still throwing darts, even in this conversation. And uh, in the film room, which will air on the Stocky Show tonight and perhaps later this week on BYSN as well. He is totally dialed in and ready to go in any situation. I think he gets it, too. I, I think he's a kid that's had success before and knows how to deal with it pretty well. Obviously, he acknowledged, like, hey, I wasn't really liked around here. I was throwing picks and... I was injured, and we weren't winning as much. I've gone from loved to hated, back to loved. Like, like, do you drink the poison or not? Right, and and we've been talking about Eric Mateos is at the table. Uh, He's trying not to. Kalani's trying to keep this team focused because, again, Brigham Young once said that the Saints would be cursed with riches, meaning you have a good thing but you don't handle it well. So, uh, is BYU being cursed with riches or not? If they stay dialed in and they play good games and continue to win convincingly, then they are focused at the right level. Adversity is coming for BYU football. There will be resistance. Absolutely. Everyone has it. Everyone gets it. Okay, coming up, the return of the top five non-P5. We haven't busted this out in years. Yes. Zach Wilson, more Zach Wilson does, is on pace for a BYU and maybe an NCAA record. (laughs) Will he break it this season? Details next on BYU Sports Nation. This is Zach Wilson Nation now. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. This month we have uh, ball games on uh, BYU TV, softball and baseball on the app. The ladies play on the 17th at 3.30 Eastern. It's Emily Erickson and the softball team. She happens to work here. I think she made the graphic. Then on the 28th, <laughs> 8 Eastern, baseball on the BYU TV app. Very excited about the chance to see uh, BYU on the diamond and... Uh, on both fields, Larry H. and uh, Miller Park, Larry H. Miller and Gail Miller Fields. We need some warm-ups before things get really busy <laughs> yeah, yeah. in the spring. It's going to be fun in the winter and spring. Yeah. I'm also on board for the self-promotion of Emily Erickson. I, listen, we all do it. <laughs> we all do it. <laughs> he is Jerem Jordan, and I am Spencer Linton, speaking of self-promotion. And this is BYU Sports Nation. Let's whip it! Cougar Whip Around, presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. Zach Wilson has the second highest uh, completion percentage to three games in the last 20 years, 84.5%. The record, by the way, in the season is Steve Young's 71%. 
in 83. Will Wilson break the BYU record? Yes, Zach Wilson is going to break the BYU record. He won't set the NCAA record, but he's going to break the BYU record held by the great Steve Young. NCAA record 76.7% from your boy Colt McCoy in 2008. Uh, Football Reference has Zach listed at number one right now for some reason, even though the season's not over. Uh, Yeah, I think that will be broken. I I do. I think Zach will be that efficient. He's making such great decisions right now. Are you you buying that he's going to break the NCAA record? No. No. But I think maybe he could have a top 10 NCAA kind of year. I wouldn't be shocked if he's in the low 70s. Which would be enough to break the BYU record. There you go. Mel Kuyper Jr., as we notified you earlier in the show, has Zach Wilson as his fifth best quarterback available in next year's draft. In 2021, people. Will Zach be a first or second round pick in any NFL draft whenever he leaves? I mean, maybe. Uh, the way he's playing is such a high level. Um, I, I think it's been going to be hard to play at this level the rest of this year, the rest of next year, if he's still around. Like they, Mel's uh, you know, supposing that maybe he'd come out and, and go if he's that good, right? Um, I, I think he'll be – he's pacing for NFL draft pick, which is great. I didn't necessarily think that three games ago. Zach? Would be a day two guy right now if he went uh, in the 2021 draft. Like if it was today. Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Kyle Trask. There's a kid at North North Dakota Dakota. State. Once those quarterbacks leave and all four are projected to leave in 2021, then there's Zach Wilson and whoever else is on the way up. So I think it's in Zach's best interest if he wants to be a first-round draft pick to go in 2022. Dude, first round is something else. Like, to be a first I know. Ra- for, like, I don't know about first round. I, I would love to be wrong about that. John Beck was a second-round pick. Right, right. Second round would be incredible. And John Beck says Zach is the best far beyond where I was at his time in his career. The best possible thing for BYU is that Zach Wilson is so good that he lives. People hate that idea. I love it. Like, if you're good enough to be a top draft pick, that means BYU had a special season around you. Austin Collie, oh wait, he had 1,500 yards. It was awesome. You just yeah, want to get in. You get want to get in the league and get drafted. Period. Get or do you want to potentially raise the stock and be the guy going into the 2022 draft? Yeah. Uh, college football news projects a BYU Oklahoma State matchup in the Cotton Bowl. That's a New Year's Six game. Again, BYU doesn't have automatic access to the New Year's Six. Uh, hit the disclaimer, please. BYU does not have automatic access to the New Year's Six because of independence. BYU is not a Group of Five team and therefore cannot be the highest ranked and auto qualifier. The Cougars will have to out at large a Power Five opponent. Bowl game sold separately. No batteries included. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I got tired of explaining that, so we're just going to roll that every time we talk about a New Year's Six and at large and access. Whatever. I'm so glad we contracted the Micro Machines guy. Yeah, who happens to be Ben? We didn't know that Ben worked for Micro Machines. Uh, is this the best case scenario for BYU this year? There's only one thing better, and that would be in. Making the college football playoff. That ain't happening to a it, non-Power 5 team. So, realistically, yes, yeah. a New Year's 6 appearance is the best-case scenario for BYU. It would be really fun if BYU matched up with, let's say, Kansas State again in the Cotton Bowl. Well, Oklahoma State, BYU already played in a in the Fiesta Bowl in 74. In two bowl games, right? Yeah. 74 and, and well 76. 76. Lost both. But my point is, in a bowl game that is in the New Year's 6 now, BYU hasn't played in a New Year's Six game, but they played in two games that are in the New Year's Six. Against Oklahoma State. 74, Oklahoma State, and 97, Cotton Bowl. All right, Jeremy, you kind of already dismissed this, but uh, BYU (laughs) has the same current national championship odds as Tennessee, defending champion LSU, Mm -hmm. Iowa State, and Oklahoma. 100-1 to 
Are you buying those odds? No. No. New, it's New Year's Six is the pick. There's not anything above that. Well, it's just 100 to 1. Like, you're not saying they're going to get For the natty? Yeah. No. They're not even getting to the playoff. You can't win the natty if you don't get to the playoff. <laughs> no. But listen, New Year's Six is already blue goggle enough. Playoff 8. Listen, Boise State is like, you think the playoff? No. With this schedule? No way. No. And normally, if BYU plays a tougher schedule, they ain't going undefeated. So the playoff is never going to happen for BYU. The nearest six is a realistic, hopeful goal. Never say never. I'll shave my head if BYU makes the playoff. I'll say it right now. Look at me. Solo. Single. Let's go. If BYU makes the college football playoff, I will shave my head. I'll do it. I Listen, I never thought I'd say it again. If it happens, I'll do it. Because get... In a world where BYU makes the college football playoff oh. and Jerem Jordan is wrong, like he is every day, with that weak take on the schedule, the Cougars will have made a playoff, and we will have to stare at his ugly mug. This is BYU Sports Nation. I can't yeah, it's wait. not. A, it's not happening. I can't wait for BYU to be ranked in the top ten, and me just to be sweating and bullets. have those odds go to like. 30 to 1. <laughs> there are too many good power fights. Like, you think UC, UCF's going, really, BYU, you think you were going to get in after what we've done? No. It ain't happening. <laughs> I'm like 100% confident. This ain't I, I wouldn't it. say it if I wasn't. I know. All right. Let's Greg Rubel will also shave his head with me. <laughs> Let's finish it off with uh, some Jay Swag Daddy. Right, Jamal Williams, career night in the Green Bay win over Atlanta. Eight catches, 95 yards. Jamal's going to be a free agent at the end of the season. Will he be with the Green Bay Packers next season? It seems like Aaron Rodgers likes him. He likes talking about him. He, he talks about him uh, you know, swimmingly. He's uh, one of his best pass blockers. Of course yeah. Aaron Rodgers likes him. He's the number two rusher. Aaron Jones is clearly the number one. A.J. Dillon kind of challenging there as a, a rookie, but I, maybe. I think so. He'll still be in the league for several more years, which is great. I think Green Bay would be silly to let Jamal go. They let Taysom go. Maybe they're like, we can't let I, it be where you got to go hey, again. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's to Jamal's benefit. No, no, no. We missed that one up before. Also, Jamal caught a pass last night that reminded me of the play against Middle Tennessee where he injured his leg. And I was happy to see him come out of that healthy, but make a great catch. Just proud of the kid, man. Jamal got crushed, what, a year ago or something? Got a concussion. It was, like, really scary. Especially when you know the guy. That's really tough. Okay, coming up, double top five Tuesday. What? Top five plays from the win over La Tech. And, yes, the long-awaited return of the top five non-P5 rankings. You will only get it on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU football, Kalani's Talk airs tonight. Host Gregor Bell reviews. The La Tech win previews UTSA with the coach, plus a brand new deep blue on the Romney brothers, the athletes out of Mexico. Plus, we'll chat with Gunner, 8.30 Eastern on the BYU TV app. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, live in Studio B. If you missed it, Jerem Jordan put his hair on the line yep. again. Yep. If BYU makes the college football playoff, yeah. goodbye follicles. Now, if uh, now I'm one for two on this. So originally it was what UConn women's hoops Sweet 16. UConn was number one against BYU. BYU led at halftime or was down one or something. You tested the karma a little bit. There. UConn won. Then I said if BYU <laughs> wins at number three Gonzaga in 20 what 14 I want to say maybe 15. 
Uh, I would shave my head. Uh, BYU won. I did shave my head. They won the next two years up there, so I learned my lesson. And Dave Rose told me in Vegas that year, you got to be careful what you ask for. <laughs> so here we are again. Uh, I just don't think the playoffs possible. New, New Year's Six would be incredible. New Year's Six would be incredible. If BYU finished the season with one loss, it would be like, oh, wow, what a season. But if they are undefeated in New Year's Six, great. Playoff ain't happening. Sorry. I commend you for your confidence in like, this. Basically, I want to say, no, that's too high. Like on the Mitch Matthews conversation, I go, oh, no, 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 he's very good. I just, I just don't value it at that level. Even though they have gone from unranked to number 15 in under a month. Yeah. It's, that's a steep slope there. Those okay. Next 14, though. <laughs> it's tougher, right? Well, there are next, fewer spots to move up. Next 12 or whatever. 11. Although some attrition this week will probably grant BYU, assuming they beat UTSA, a couple of more spots. I would be surprised to see them up to number 13 next week. Yeah. But, again, it's October. It's not mid to late December. With focus on the rankings, Jerem, it's been more than five years. It's been a minute. We're due for a revamped edition of the BYU Sports Nation Top 5 Non-P5 Power Rankings. It's the Top 5 Non-P5 Power Rankings on BYU Sports Nation. If you look closely, you can see the dust on that piece of audio. Hold on. Clear it off. Hold on. I got a uh, Nintendo game. (laughs) <laughs> All right. BYU hasn't been good enough for us to do this in Start a while. Start at five, count down to number one. And at number cinco, the Raging Cajuns of Louisiana, Jerem, ranked number 23 in the polls this week. Okay, they beat Iowa State, who was 23 at the time, week one. That was a big win, especially big now because Iowa State, guess what, beat Oklahoma last week. So that's a good win for Louisiana. We didn't put them higher because we're still kind of seeing. That's a great win, though. That's okay. a great win. At number four, UCF. Shocking loss at home to Tulsa yeah. drops the Golden Knights. They, I think they're still good. Just because they've lost doesn't mean they should automatically be bounced. I still think if UCF and Louisiana play, UCF's a better team, and UCF should win that game, even if it's at Louisiana. Lost to Tulsa, like you mentioned. ESPN Football Power Index still has UCF 14. Still, despite that. Uh, at Georgia Tech, 28-point win. That was impressive. GT still figuring it out. Pounded Florida State, but that's what everyone is doing. The P5 version of Middle Tennessee, by the way, is Florida State. Mm. Not a hot take. At number three in our top five non-P5 power rankings of 2020, <laughs> SMU, the only 4-0 college football team in all the land. Yeah, they haven't missed a game, which is good. They're impressive. They can sling it. I watched the uh, Texas State game in week one with them. They're, yeah, they're pretty good. They I just beat Memphis. I don't, yeah, and that's a nice win. Memphis was the group of five uh, auto bid last year. So still figuring things out, but SMU is good too. That, that, that would be a fun one if BYU could somehow line up with SMU later. I don't see it, but that'd be fun. Now for the top two, and in at number two, BYU, 3-0. Oh, oh okay, the guys aren't even going to put them number one. No, we think BYU has to do a little bit more to get that top spot. Obviously what BYU has done has been really, really good, but the number one team we have is Cincinnati. Cincinnati Bearcats, 3-0. That win against Army is kind of the win that gets them there. This is a, a based quite a bit on what happened last year with Cincinnati. That was a tremendous year. They were in the hunt for that Group 5 access. Didn't get it in a loss to Memphis they late in the year. They returned a bunch of players from that team. But in the AP poll, they are ranked 11th. So the pollsters believe that Cincinnati is the best Group of 5 team. We agree with that idea. However... One little slip-up, and if B- and if BYU continues to play the way they're playing, I think we'll probably keep BYU n- uh, number two after this week, and it would take a win against Houston and 5-0 and for us to potentially put BYU over Cincinnati should the Bearcats continue to win. You know who doesn't think that uh, Cincinnati is the best 
uh, non-P5 team, Kirk Herbstreit, mm. who has BYU as yes, number six of uh, teams that have played yeah. in that's, college football playoff that's so high. projection. Kirk, what do you want me to shave my head? He explained on a, a <laughs> podcast, I think they're real. I know they don't get a chance to play a lot of great competition, but they've beaten teams 49-8 by an average. I don't care if you're playing a high school team. If you're blowing people out, you're blowing people out looking good. I've got BYU ahead of Notre Dame and other teams sitting there at six. So Herbie has bigger blue goggles than these, which is which is pretty blue incredible. These alert. are blue these are very blue very alert. big blue goggle glasses. To the benefit of BYU, Cincinnati still has to play SMU, Memphis, Houston, UCF, and Temple. Yeah, they're going down multiple times. But for <laughs> them, they don't have to go undefeated to go to the New Year's Six. They could probably lose two games. <sighs> two? Ooh, I don't know about that. Okay, coming up, being lonely at Lambeau. I empathize with the great Steve Young. Plus, the top five plays from BYU's 31-point win against Louisiana Tech last Friday. This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. BYU Sports Nation's Rise and Shoutout is presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Show available anytime on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Or download the podcast. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review. We've reached that time. Top 5 Tuesday. And we're looking back at the top 5 plays from BYU's 31-point blowout win over Louisiana Tech. Presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. Zach Wilson had a career-high 5 touchdowns. 3 of which came on the ground. Here's the third. Zach calls for the snap at his chest. Quarterback draw. 15-10 to the 5. A spin. A dive and a score by Zach Wilson. In from 14 yards. A hat trick for Zach. Another rushing touchdown for the QB. And that was something. He has five rushing touchdowns. That's the most of any quarterback in the country. Zach Wilson has uh, several favorite targets. None more so than Gunnar Romney, who pulls in an incredible catch at the one-yard line. A play fake nod, a pull down, a move to the left, a stop in the pocket, a throw for the end zone. The ball is high and brought in. Oh, what a grab by Gunner! Yeah, they didn't give him the touchdown on that play. Come on! Doesn't mean he didn't get in our top five, though. His touchdown happened later in the quarter. Romney has gone for over 100 yards receiving in each of his first three games. The first BYU receiver to do that since... Cody Hoffman all the way back in 2012. And uh, he'll join the Stockton Show tonight, plus his deep blue with uh, Baylor. It's really good. Number three, Carter Wheat hauls in his first touchdown catch. Tight end and wing back to the right. They motion left to right. The play fake, the set, the fire for the end zone. Carter Wheat is there and hauls it in for the score. Touchdown, Cougars. Carter Wheat for the first time as a Coug. And the Cougs go up 13-7. What a throw. Great grab. That freshman enthusiasm in the celebration of the catch is what we would all do. High point the ball, young man. What a great throw from Zach Wilson, and Carter Wheat has a nice future with Brigham. Good to see 96 making uh, a touchdown uh, for BYU. By the way, someone said his number should have been illegal. I don't – that was being tweeted. I don't understand why. 96? If anyone knows that, let let me know why that's illegal because I don't understand. No, in fact, some national analysts were saying it's good to see a BYU tight end and a tight end wearing – a 90s number. I, yeah, I, I don't understand. Maybe they thought he was a receiver? I don't know. Okay. Uh, that catch was amazing. Almost as good as number two. Troy Warner with his first career interception. Four receivers left. 
All strength is left. They looked at screens. Then they go deep down the far side. And it is battle for the ball. And I believe the Cougars yank it away on the sideline. It's an interception by Troy Warner. Yep, number eight on SportsCenter's top ten. Give me that! First career interception happening at a big time for the Cougars. Game was tied 7-7. Bulldogs were driving. This took the momentum back. Uh, Troy Warner, obviously the brother of 49ers linebacker Fred Warner, but Fred uh, said, I'm the brother of BYU defensive back Troy Warner. Yeah, I love that. That was great. And the number one play from the La Tech win, Mason Wake hurtling and stumbling and bumbling over fools. Emotion mill. They boot Wilson. He throws underneath to Wake, makes the hurdle to get past one tackler, shakes off two, three, and four, and there goes Mason Wake, bowling over another, and finally dropped at the 43-yard line, an 18-yard gain. Here's here's what it sounded like without Greg. (laughs) That's authentic audio from Friday night. What a play from Mason Wake. He's been awesome. Those are the top five plays from La Tech. Outstanding. With blue goggles on. Hard not to have blue goggles on when you watch that top five. Blue goggle alert. What's more likely, Zach Wilson finishing the top ten in Heisman voting or BYU makes a New Year's Six bowl game? Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from at CougarA70 on Twitter. I don't need blue goggles to imagine Wilson finishing in the top ten. It's a real possibility. With blue goggles, I'm seeing a New Year's Six bowl through a glass darkly. <laughs> yeah, it's a little weird here. So. Still, still a little yeah, yeah, hazy. A lot, of game to, a lot of game to be played. Today's Rise and Shoutout presented by Mountain America Credit Union guiding you forward. Jerem, let's give it collectively to the lonely Steve Young, who was lonely at Lambeau last night and tweeted out, <laughs> second in a series of what a crazy year, in Lambeau, attendance two. <laughs> Who is the other? <laughs> the cameraman in front of him? I don't know. That's a selfie! <laughs> Our thanks to today's guest, Zach Wilson. Sorry to Dennis Pitta. Yeah, apparently we're out of time. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Edward Fusi. We'll see you on After Further Review on this Take Show tonight, both live on the BYU TV app. Go Cougs!